Welcome to Property Science. I am Matt Kirshen. I am joined by Jesse Case. Hello. And Danny Wood. Hey, Matt. And Jesse. And uh, Jesse's kidneys. Yep. There they are. <laughs> there they are. They're, yeah. be- they're bearing fruit, your kidneys. They're bearing fruit. Yeah, I didn't mean to worry the listeners. I know you guys were on edge. I know you guys were uh, at the edge of your radios wondering what was happening. Sorry I had to bail last week, guys, well, on the episode. I, we should explain also that because we're pre-recording episodes for the holidays. I'm out of town right now. Yeah. But also, maybe people weren't worried. Uh, seven days worth of time has passed since you heard the last episode, but twenty-four hours of time has passed in real in real life. Jesse <laughs> lifetime. This is like uh, we record this podcast interstellar style, yeah. Where <laughs> we go to Alpha Centauri and record, uh, and then so seven days can pass here, right? So we just do like a week at a time. We're done for the year. It's very efficient. It's very efficient. We have a guest. We do have an amazing guest. What's going on there? We have a uh, associate professor of anthropology at CSUN Northridge. Uh, Christina Campbell, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. Um, spider monkey expert. Spider monkey expert. Recommended by Dr. Christopher Schmidt. I think we mentioned a while ago when uh, loads of people loved that episode yeah. and uh, Dr. Schmidt was great. And afterwards he said, you've got to have Christina Campbell on the show. Yep. And it took a while for us to sort it out. but That was his number did. one That was his number one thing. Aside from you guys also put your pants back on. Please put your pants back on. Also have Christina on the show. I'll you have guys to are slip him a twenty. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, spider monkeys. What? Um, now, I will start by saying that when uh, in our emails and our correspondence, you had told me that you're particularly the reproductive cycle, the spider Correct. monkey sex. Well, let me tell you something. I don't know if you have googled spider monkey sex. It's a bad idea <laughs> because um, the first three things that pop up are Urban Dictionary and. Um, <laughs> And it doesn't sound very accurate. Uh, are you on it there, Andy? Sure. Uh, it's a high-level sex move in which the man... <laughs> Again, it's called the I'm, spider monkey. We always <laughs> we always cite our sources. Like, we're not... This isn't something... It's official... Make, this is the Ur- journal Urban of Dictionary. Ur- doc- this is the internet. This is, this is peer-reviewed. This is from the internet. Peer-reviewed. Right. Uh, it is peer-reviewed. It's, <laughs> it's, it's just those crowd- peers are also 15. <laughs> right. Crowdsource definitions. Uh, a spider monkey is a high-level sex move in which the man moves either himself or the girl into a contorted position for the purpose of deep penetration. Also called the gut crusher. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, it's called the gut crusher, but then follow okay. it up. A little callback. Do I have to read this part? Okay. Yeah. Um, see any Bang Bus episode featuring Ramon for further explanation and examples of this position. Yeah. Bringing back the bus. Okay, that's not what I study. Okay. Uh, you, oh, how about this? Press the back key. Uh-huh. What about the full spider monkey? Hmm? The next move? The full Andy, spider if monkey. You will. <laughs> Why do I have to read it? This is a challenging sexual position where the man enters the woman doggy style, then moves his legs outside her flanks. Who calls him? What are, you don't, you don't say flanks in like, the bedroom? I do. I do. Uh, you, know, you know, the kind of girl who has an army. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so she has an army. Her phalanx, uh, her flanks, um, then raises his knees and places his feet flat on the bed or floor. Uh, maximum penetration can be achieved this way more than doggy. It can be hard on the man's legs to maintain this position for any length of time. It is also sometimes called bulldog or spider monkey, but the latter term can be confused with half spider monkey, <laughs> wherein the man puts only one foot flat on the bed or floor and the other leg's knee rests on the floor. Oh, naturally, a half spider monkey. Half then. spider monkey. It's like the half lotus meditating. Yeah. Right. Do these have any. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that is also not what you study. Not no. what I study, but it does actually sound quite similar to the way that spider monkeys have sex. Okay. Well, there All we right. go. Segway. I like it. 
Um, but first, what what? You uh, see, so you're a kiwi. Yep. So how does a how do uh, as I understand it, these are uh, spider monkeys are New World monkeys. Correct. Okay. Wow. So uh, you're but you're living in the old world. How did you get fascinated with spider monkeys? Uh, in I'm not so- sure if New Zealand would be considered world? the old world. The old world is Africa, Asia, and Europe. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I don't. I um, see. I had you. You thought I was smart for like ten <laughs> seconds, yeah. and then I and then I screwed and then it up. You lost it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> How did I get? So actually, uh, as an undergrad in New Zealand, I was uh, doing my honours thesis at a local wildlife park and and wanted to do monkeys and kind of asked them what was the biggest group that you have, and it happened to be the spider monkeys. And so I did my honours thesis at Arana Park in Christchurch, and um, just interestingly, those monkeys got out the other day and wreaked havoc all over the wildlife park. They were oh, running wow. all over the didn't place. Wow, didn't hear about this. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> um, so then once I started studying them for my honours thesis, I became interested and then decided yeah. to come over here and do a PhD and study them in the wild. Wow. So, so on, where, are, where are spider monkeys native to? Mexico, all the way down into South America. Okay. A little, little racist, but sure. Um, I think Is that... Uh, <laughs> no, I, mean, <laughs> I, don't even, I don't even have a joke. Um, wow. Okay, so 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 you come over here, study spider monkeys in the wild. Um, what as I how many different types the subgenus of spider monkeys? Because you you did the black headed particularly black handed black handed. So there's Correct. but there's also black headed. Correct. Okay. Well, that depends on who you talk to. So re- depending on who you talk to, there's anywhere from four to eight species of spider monkey. Okay, why are they called spider monkey? Um, The quote, if I remember correctly, is something to do with their long arms and legs and tail is reminiscent of a furry arachnid. Okay. Okay. And that time they were bitten by that radioactive spider in Fight Crime. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know if Everyone makes that joke, right? No. Really? (laughs) Wow. I didn't know if it was because, like, the first guy that saw one, like, it was actually just two. So it looks like <laughs> like eight arms. Like he's doing one of those like Broadway things where you're trying to do like stand behind people and have yeah the the um, tie dancing yes that's situation it's not Broadway yeah yeah. So what what does like how do you identify a spider monkey? What distinguishes a spider monkey from any other common or garden monkey? If I see a <laughs> if I see a monkey, how do I know it's spider or other? Um, well, one of the classic features is that they're one of very few monkeys that can actually hang from their tail, so they have a prehensile tail. Okay. Um, and so if you see a monkey doing that, that's limiting it to the new world, and it's limiting it to, I think, four genera, or four genus of monkeys. Um, then the spider monkey is well known for their, the females have a hypertrophied pendulous clitoris. Okay. Which what, mm-hmm. often gets mistaken. People are often at the zoo saying, oh, look at all the boys, thinking that that's the penis, and no, it's actually the clitoris. Sure. Oh. Okay. Sure. Made that mistake a few times. Not yeah. at the zoo, though. Yeah. It makes them very easy to identify in the wild. So, hang on. What, what are those? I know what the word clitoris means. What are the other two words in that set? Pendulous, meaning... Okay. And hypertrophied, meaning that it's outside of the... Okay. So, it's outside. It's outside, but, but, and it hangs down between... Making it pendulous. Three to five inches. Really? Yes. And That's these monkeys are only like how how tall? Um, how they're twenty pounds, but they're they're standing upright. Three or four feet. That looks three like. feet maybe. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's, on a percentage basis, that's pre- well, it's a pretty large. 
It's a large clitoris. It's a but very by large any clitoris. Yes. Yes. So what does the male have in comparison? Yeah. Well, so the males obviously have testicles. They're not huge, but they're there. But and then the penis is typically. Um, Unless they're engaging in some kind of sexual activity, the penis is actually retracted in a sheath, so you can't see it. Um, and then when it becomes erect, then they are also very well endowed. Interesting. Spider monkeys. They're are... pretty sexy monkeys. <laughs> so, but the, the the sheath stays the same size when they d- uh, dis- desheath. Well, you know, I'm not I'm not an expert on the male. Oh, okay. Parts of them. okay. I, I studied female sexuality, but basically, like any animal, like a dog or like a cat, and and basic when they're just hanging around doing normal stuff, yeah. you can't see the penis. And then when it becomes erect, sure. you know, suddenly, like a dog, you get the the, the red rocket the, effect. The red rocket, sure, yeah. sure. sure. So uh, we had Dr. Amy Parrish, an expert on bonobos, on the podcast a couple of months uh-huh. ago, and I think part of her fascination with those animals was their behavior is so different from humans well they're so similar to us but in terms of their matriarchal instead of patriarchal like that sort of thing was interesting is are there are there differences or there things about the female behavior that drew you to study this parallels or not parallels with humans um well one of the things that i wanted to people spider monkey sex is very rarely seen mm-hmm. um so they it's just whatever, on bang bus right there <laughs> you can just sit right on the website I know. so for whatever reason they they when they do have sex, they do it in seclusion from all the other group members. And so oh. you have to be kind of following the right animals at the right time. And so I was doing my field work for 18 months and only saw 16 sexual encounters, which is pretty rare for monkeys. And so when people see them having sex, they get really excited and, oh, my God, that must mean that the female's ovulating and that she's in heat or anything like this. And there are all these behaviors that they were talking about. And I was like, well, we don't really know that. We don't know right. if they're having sex just for reproduction or if they're also having sex for fun. Right. So I went down there and collected fecal samples from these females. You and Chris, fascinating. I know, with the fecal samples. Of, uh... Well, because you can get the hormones. So I brought back, now this is a funny story, a, a cooler that has a warning on the inside saying, this is big enough, small children may get trapped inside. <laughs> and that cooler was filled with over 800 frozen turds. Frozen turds. turds. <laughs> yeah, spider monkey turds. And then extracted estrogen and progesterone, and from that I could tell if the females were cycling or if they were pregnant and what stage of their ovarian cycle, and then I compared the behaviors. And basically what I found was that, you know, they're doing all of these behaviors at at any time. They have sex when they can't get pregnant. So Okay, so they don't know uptick at all when there there probably is an uptake again. I only saw sixteen copulations, so I can't oh, really say yeah. if it was more frequent. But what I did see were females having sex when they were pregnant, um, females having sex when the cycle data showed that they were not nowhere near ovulation. Because so. as soon as they have sex then you make sure to keep an eye on that one until they go to the bathroom? Until the, like how <laughs> I mean, what's the actual, like, how do you know which one's leavings are from the one you saw mating? Well, but you have to watch that female. I mean, no, I I was collecting the fecal samples every day. I mean, that was the main part. So of the study is every day we would follow a female and just watch her until she defecated and then pick it up. And and you wouldn't lose, they couldn't lose you if they wanted to lose you? Um, They did a number of times, yeah. But they became incredibly habituated to our presence, too. Uh, Sure. Are they, are they, I, I know all wild animals are wild animals, but are they friendly? Are these fair? I mean, they're social creatures with each other. 
correct. And the group that I studied um, is on an island in the middle of the Panama Canal called Barra Colorado Island. Um, it's run by the Smithsonian Tropical Research Institute. And those that particular group of spider monkeys has a fairly unusual history in that they were introduced onto the island okay. because they think they had been hunted to extinction in the canal zone. Uh, and they should have been there. So they released some captive animals. And so... They've been there since the late 50s, early 60s, but they still have this kind of history of hanging around the lab clearing and they're completely habituated to human presence. And, okay. But the males are complete jerks. They'll come and they'll try to get into the lab buildings and, and raid <laughs> trash cans and try okay. to get food. Um, do they plan that together? Like they do that in, in groups? Uh, <laughs> Um, I'm sorry, I, I don't mean to go is, too micro. You know what? My guess is there's no. I imagine the new Planet the of the Apes movies. That's what I want. says no, but the person watching them is... is there's, it looks like something's happening. Something's happening. Sure. Um, but the females, yeah, the, the females were never aggressive, but the males can get aggressive. So when a female, uh, you know, isn't just uh, effing for fun mm-hmm. and having a... Pops out a little little baby spider monkey... Uh, what, how long's the gestation period for that? Seven and a half months. Oh wow, so it's pretty okay. long. What's their life? Pretty similar to humans, then. Yeah, well, you know, they're they have they're a lot. Sorry, don't worry about it. They have a long lifespan. In the wild, we don't really know. Probably about thirty years. In captivity, there was one in uh, Auckland Zoo in New Zealand that lived to fifty-four years, oh, wow. uh, which wow. is pretty long. Um, but females also only give birth every three years or so. So they kind of have this very slow life history pattern that's more on par with what we see in, say, the apes than, okay. than what you see with monkeys. Interesting. Did, did you guys see that? Uh, it just came out. This It's a photo of a um, turtle in 1904 and then the same turtle today. No, no. Because it's just this, you know, awesome huge sea turtle <laughs> but it, but it's just these people standing next to it in a zoo and then again it's called like peter the turtle or something well there's one on um, Gal- the galapagos islands one of the the tortoises there that's like 150 years old or something that's amazing so almost the same it's been there it's been there for, so, since darwin was i was gonna there, say I yeah. Yeah, yeah i think his name is darwin <laughs> <laughs> wow i thought she went the human no 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 yeah no, i did yeah. she did i did oh, okay. but then they named it Post Darwin to Darwin, I think. Don't quote me on that. You should look it up. Charles Darwin was on the okay. island. You're gonna have to break no, I was down. laughing. So that's that tortoise isn't itself Charles Darwin. No, right. I the, thought the you were making a joke, uh, saying that I think that the human person who came up with the evolution theories is named Darwin. But you oh just, no, th- like sorry, that's well, that is no, the I'm human. Pretty, I'm pretty sure pretty that his sure name that is Darwin. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's why I laughed. I thought we were uh, yes, but yeah. the the tortoise may may be as well. Yeah. So, we but that, that tortoise hmm. didn't come up with a theory. Just to the be tortoise clear. did not come up with a theory. No, but okay, somebody okay. else did at the same time as Charles Darwin. What? Alfred Russell Wallace came up with the same idea at the same time, and he never gets given the credit he's that he the, should. He's the Leibniz to Newton for calculus. You guys yep. know the, the, the Wright brothers controversy? There's no. There's like dudes that flew before them. In New Zealand. Really? No. Yes. Was, yes. Really? There is a guy. Now I'm blanking on his name. A, a classmate of mine, when I was in school, did a, in high school, did a project because he was her great uncle or something. Pearson, I think his name was. Mm. Okay. Yeah. It was. It was like the Wright brothers. What they did was like crap compared to this guy. Like they did like a 12 second. And it was almost Kitty Hawk like a glider. glider. Yeah. But someone else. It was just it. Um. It's this. It all basically the Wright brothers were not 
officially the first in flight until the Smithsonian Institute recognized it, which happened way later after like a bunch of donations and stuff. And then they got in with the Smithsonian Institute. It sounds really conspiratorial. No, no, no. But like it was it. like two years before there was someone that flew for like 30 seconds and a device they made. And it looks no almost identical to the Kitty Hawk flyer. But uh, what's the story with the Darwin uh, contemporary? Alfred Russell Wallace. So he did his work in um, Southeast Asia. Okay. And um, basically came up with the, the, exactly the same idea of natural selection, sent his work to, to Darwin. They both presented at the London Zoological Society the, at the same time, and, but apparently Darwin got his book published first, and it had a shorter title, which made it easier for people to... And a better beard. On the origin of species? On the origin yeah. of species, whereas Wallace's book has got some 50-word title on the origin <laughs> of variations to... I don't know that, but Based on the really novel pushed by Sapphire? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah based on the novel pushed by Sapphire. <laughs> of course, of course. Um, speaking of push, talk about this real quick. Uh, the the kidney stone update. Oh, <laughs> did we not get? I'm I thought sorry. we were going to get back to spider monkey sex. Oh no, we will, we will very <laughs> shortly. We will. I have several questions about spider monkey sex. I um, no, I uh, so so here's how much our we were talking last time, sort of bitching about the American uh, medical system, mm-hmm. um, and everything that people complain about that could go wrong uh, has has sort of gone wrong. I feel much, you know, I feel better, um, but. It's it's been so brutal. So I went to that urgent care place yesterday, right? right. The one the one that thought you were just junkie. The one that thought for, I was a junkie. Right. Right. So they didn't really do anything, but they took blood and did a urine sample and all that. Um like, I need pain relief. Sure you do. Right. And I'm like, you can see that like it's weird because I already had proof something was wrong because they did the urine sample. Mm-hmm. Right. And and you know, there's stuff in there, they're like, that shouldn't be there. Um so <laughs> so then it was like, now we can it anything? And and it was so weird because I had to bring up stuff like to the doctor i was like um she's like yeah well you know just go home and uh we'll call you in two days with lab results and i'm like well could it be prostatitis and she's like huh you know it could be the prostate <laughs> you know, like, i'm just like why, why, what am i doing why do i have to do this myself That's so great. um where is this place so I know never to go there? It, well, I'll tell you. It's the, it's the uh, Sherman Oaks Urgent Care. It's on Riverside. It's right around the corner. Um, but then, then she goes, um, yeah, you should go get a prostate exam, which is a weird thing for a doctor to say because they can all do that. That's like saying, like, you should go somewhere and get your temperature taken. Like, it's yeah. the weirdest thing to say. So I was it's just simple, like someone simple, in simple but unpleasant. Going, well, you know, you, you know what would be good with this? You should go off somewhere and get fries. Yeah. Get some fries with that. And maybe, <laughs> yeah. Maybe, maybe a drink. That's the last thing my grandpa said before he died, is the prostate exam is the fries of the <laughs> doctor world. So I, um, so what I did was I, I uh, you know, uh, uh, zipped up and came home, and um, and it was awful, and then I had to, you know, bail on the podcast there for a minute, and uh, got went to the Walgreens, and it was all terrible. Everything's terrible. So then what happens is... Um, they gave me this list of like urologists and people that can do CT scans and ultrasounds and all this. Um, but she said, because of, uh, well, she didn't really give me a reason. She goes, because our system's the way it is, I need a primary care provider to recommend me to those people. She can't recommend me to just go, nor can you just go on your own as (sighs) if someone like you can game a system somehow by getting an ultrasound as if that gets people off. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's not like getting narcotics or something. Yeah, it's, it's not. It's not <laughs> Schedule Two drugs. Yeah. It's it's an ultrasound. So then today, um, I had to call my primary care provider that uh, my shitty insurance set me up with 
So here's what happened today is I called this morning and um, I called the number and then uh, that they sent me on the insurance card and the number is just not a phone number. Just a thing. <laughs> so then I like fax noises. Yeah, stuff. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like the internet from 1995. So I so then I I Google what it's supposed to be. I Google the name of the place, this medical group, and then I call up and I say um, I say hey, uh, can I speak to um, the office of Doctor, you know, whatever the doctor's name is, and they and uh, they go, oh, uh, wait for like a primary care physician. I say yeah, yeah, and they go, well, that's not a doctor. He's just a nurse here. He's just a nurse. And I was like, well, is he a nurse practitioner? Like, can he be a... That could be the, they that can could be the same drugs, thing. Right? Is, can, is he primary care? Well, I just needed it to get another well, person yeah, to recommend right, me right. for this bullshit. So I go, uh, I go, is he, uh, uh, can he do this? And they go, they go, uh, no, this is a pulmonary clinic. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and they go, you need to call your insurance company and have them issue you a new... So then I call the insurance company and they're like, that'll be two weeks. And I'm like, my dick's falling off. <laughs> <laughs> can I please... <laughs> Why is this happening? Like, what's wrong with everything? It's just the weirdest. What is the insurance company? I know. I was just going to say, you're making me feel very grateful that I have Oh, are you insurance. in it? CSUN? Yeah. Are they hooking it up? Nice. Kaiser. Ah. Kaiser seems I'm, like a good I'm one. I'm loving it now. Kaiser seems after good. After your story. Yeah. You go to the one place and they have it all. Really? It's all in the same building. All it? in the same building. And it's all their insurance. And so you just go there and there's no insurance issues and the doctors just treat you. You just walk down the hall to go to a specialist from your main person. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, that sounds great. That's, I, what, that sounds, can you out your, your company? HealthNet. I Health used to have HealthNet. Well, they, they really fucked up assigning me a doctor. Yeah. They just sent... It's literally... I don't even know how they got the guy's name. He's not even the head... Yeah, oh no, this guy's a doctor of history. I don't know what... You can... I think you can go to UCLA on HealthNet. When I used to have HealthNet, we used to go to the UCLA doctors. They're fantastic. Even better. Yeah? Try it out. You have to try it out. Are they okay. like barber college equivalent doctors? Are they like... Well, that's where I was at. In that's, training? that's where I was at yesterday. The guy that did blood was like... Um, you know, he comes in to draw blood and... Um, and I was just like, yeah, was, how long have you been doing this or whatever? And he's and he just goes, still in school. <laughs> <laughs> and I was just like, what the fuck is happening? You not had the uh, bedside manner class yet? Yeah. That's is that awesome. Next, is next that next, next semester? <laughs> no, he tried. This was hilarious. I started laughing. I was in such severe pain, but I started laughing. Because he sits down to draw the blood, and uh, he tried bedside manner. He goes, you like movies? <laughs> And I'm like, dude, just do the shot, man. Just do the fucking shot. Sounds um, like a Brent Weinbach character. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, um, point is, if I was a spider monkey, wouldn't be having sex for a while. <laughs> yeah. Back on cue. Um, so so th- what is their sexual interactions? Obviously, the Urban Dictionary definitions make the males seem quite dominant, but it sounds like it is quite a matriarchal. Uh, are they called troops still with monkeys or are they groups? Troops. Troops, groups. Whatever tickles your fancy. Pods, prides. Um, no, they're not matriarchal. They are. Oh, okay. Um, so spider monkeys, the males stay in the group that they're born into, and females leave when they reach reproductive age. And so that means the males have known each other all their lives, and they hang out in the old boys' gang, and they beat up on the females oh. all the time. Oh. They're, they're horrible animals. That sucks. Um, <laughs> yeah, so... Now the wow. guys are in power. Is, is there a reason why they have sex so so secretly or so rarely? Because it seems like that would be detrimental to passing up to continuing as a species. Right. Well, I, I don't think they necessarily have it that rarely. It's just that because they do it so secretively, oh. we we just very rarely see it. 
um, hmm. the reason that they do it so secretively is we think a couple of times when I was watching them and that they would hear another animal coming towards them and they'd kind of like pull apart and right. go their separate ways and act like nothing was happening. Like and, an, and like another spider monkey? Another, or another spider other monkey, okay. yeah. And Did they so, whistle? Like sort of do a whistle walk No, off? They're, <laughs> because they're all really quiet when they're having sex too. They don't vocalize okay. to anybody. What? Huh? Wrestling. We're wrestling. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's the, the, the look of, on their face. And then if that other animal comes along and it's another female, then they will actually go back to what they were doing. But if it's another male, it's done. And they'll have to hmm. somehow organize to meet off secretly down the road a little bit later in the day. So we think they're hiding it from the other males. Okay. So that they wouldn't fight them or they wouldn't then try to mate with the same female right afterwards? That we don't know. Okay. Don't know. Wow. It, it makes but, it seem counterintuitive that any species would, uh, since it's a vulnerable time when you're mating, like it seems like everyone should be trying to hide when they're mating. You know what I mean? Like It makes me wonder why sort of vulnerable to predators bonobos are, are, or why, why, why species that don't do that don't do that. Why species that don't do that? Why, why would any species take the risk of having of mating? Of having very public. Yeah, because you're probably more vulnerable when you're preoccupied with that from whether it's from whether predators or like competitors right, or some species that's over in like thirty seconds. Oh, oh do they take a long time. Oh spider yeah, monkeys? spider monkeys take on average. Mm. Up, well, in my study, the average was about nineteen minutes, which is Whoa, a long time for an animal. Incredibly long, and that's just from the point of intermission to separating. So uh, they do have foreplay situations then? So, kind of. Okay. Um, Not in all of the examples that that I saw, but one of the best ones I ever saw... I think I've only ever had kind of. (laughs) Really? Yeah. Well, one of the best ones I ever saw really showed how, how... active the females are in making this happen so we still don't know how they signal to to go off and meet off down the road you know and separate from everybody else but I was following this one female and she suddenly met up with this guy like at a bar like I planned it but there was nobody else there and (laughs) she went up to him and started tickling his testicles and he was having none of it he got up and he just walked (laughs) away and I was kind of angry because I was thinking, yes, I'm going to see another population. Sure. You don't see them that often. Were you angry because you taught her that's what to do? No. Because right. I wanted. The, yeah. So anyway, she follows him and goes back up and starts tickling his testicles again. And he gets up and he walks away. Yeah. And I'm like, come on already. You know, you're a guy. Get with the get with the plan. Sure. And so then she keeps doing this. And then eventually he gets an erection and they have sex. And so the persistence of, of that female was the only thing that, that made that happen. Wow. Um, but that's the only time when I ever saw anything that um, made me think, oh my god, they're going to have sex. Like Typically it's just you have the male and the female and they're separated and then all of a sudden they're having sex. So... So you can't identify any. They they must give some kind of signal or something. Yeah, but. I mean, if you but they're really high up too, so often it's quite hard to see that. But you know, if you see the guy and he's got the erection and they start to get into position, then you know it's okay. probably going to happen. Sure. But they have some difficulty getting it in sometimes too, so that was an issue. Past the uh, giant clit. Well, the giant clit <laughs> is underneath. Sure. Okay. It's underneath. What? So the giant clit is underneath the penis going in, and it, I've actually suggested that it may actually act kind of like as a, a guide to okay. help the penis get in because the penis is huge. Wait. <laughs> the, 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 um. So so think of it if it was humans doing it doggy style. Oh, okay, yes. Right? So, so the, the clitoris would be oh, yes. at the underneath uh, the penis yes. if a human oh, was doing okay, it doggy yeah, style. Okay. Yes, that makes or sense. Or spider monkey style. 
or, or Spider Monkey or style. Full, well, yes. but yeah, so the Spider Monkey style, it's not kind of doggy style. What happens is the guy will sit down on the tree and then the female will back up onto him and then he will take his legs and lock and put them over the female's legs. So, okay. okay. That's sort of what that so Urban that was Dictionary the, the, does. That was the leg locking thing that yeah. I think they were Oh, the Jiminy about. Christmas. Yeah, guys, we've all done the Jiminy Christmas. That's the <laughs> Jiminy Cricket? No, the Jiminy Christmas. <laughs> what did that mean? As you take cricket and replace it with Christmas. Okay. Because <laughs> a fun, fun time, Jiminy Christmas. Um, so I don't want to anthropomorphize them too much, but I'm, I'm thinking back on this, on the one that's tickling the male's testicles. I mean, was there something less desirable about her that she had to make up for by being so sexually aggressive? I have no idea. I mean, she I saw her she have sex a, a few times. She, no, she was okay. Leona. She was one of the ones I thought was kind of pretty. But, uh-huh. no, now, but did, you know, I don't know what they're... Right, you don't know what they're sure, into. Sure. Her clitoris I, was smaller than most of the other females, so maybe mm, that was okay. had something... It that, is. Beauty is the eye of the ball holder. <laughs> um, have you studied whether men or males are attracted to... Uh, perfect joke. If, if I, I stepped on it. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I did it. We're even now, I think. Yes. Sorry, Jesse. Yeah. Is, so, is that a thing, though? Do you think that males are attracted to larger clitorises in the in the spider monkeys? No idea. You can't tell. Absolutely okay. no idea. Wow. It's um, The ones in captivity, do they tend to... like? How different is the behavior between the captive ones and the ones in the wild? Um... One of the big differences is in captivity, you'll have a group and they'll pretty much stay together the whole time. Whereas in the wild, spider monkeys, kind of like chimpanzees and bonobos, they, you'll have this big group. Our group's about 40 animals, but then they split up into these small subgroups when they're, you know, during the day. And those small subgroups are quite fluid. They'll join back up and split back up, you know. Oh, wow, all this but they still, they but still they sleep rec- at night? Um, they may come back together to sleep together, but they may also sleep in, in different subgroups. So, and, and these subgroups, people, like, uh, some of the monkeys will switch from one subgroup to another. Absolutely, on days. it's very fluid. Okay. Um, and But they all recognize each other as being part of the same community. So if they saw somebody from a neighboring community, you know, that that individual would be treated completely differently. Mm. So one of the differences in, in captivity is that they're with each other all the time, whereas in the wild, especially adult females, are usually on their own with their offspring, and that's it. Wow. And they and they, how long do the offspring stick around the females? Or- um, so they give birth every three years, and then and then so she'll have a three year old. She'll probably give birth again. That three year old will stick around. Will still be very close to her. Um, if it's a boy, it'll start hanging out more and more with the adult males in the group. Um, and then if it's a girl, by the time she reaches probably seven to nine years old, she's likely to, to leave okay. to go to a different group. So what age do they reach sexual maturity? About seven to nine. Okay. I really wouldn't have thought that they lived this long. I, I just would have thought the smaller the animal, the more compressed its life cycle. And, and that is usually the case. Um, it's just that spider monkeys happen to have these very long life history parameters, which makes them fairly that, unusual. That is usually the case, but ironically, like a lot of times opposite the case within a species, like um, a smaller dog will live a lot longer than a large dog. Is that true? True. It is yeah. true. Cool. Well, like, a, like toy poodles can live to be 20, but a bull mastiff oh. can make it it's to like, like 10. Yeah. Yeah, you know, so it's it's. So, I guess it's also like tall. Being tall is a pretty bad thing for humans as far as lifespan. Like really yeah, tall I mean, people I, don't. Well, live. if we compare the absolute outliers, like yeah. you could be, you know, I guess as small as you could be was was like a 
premature birth or something. So that's not. Yeah, that's probably equally bad to being. But yeah. but what I'm saying is like within a species, like I think smaller horses live longer. Yeah. But yeah. it's just within that horse. Right. Uh, I don't know. Interesting. Guys, I knew a thing. Yes. <laughs> so, it was confirmed by the scientist. I'm so proud of myself. I knew a thing. So wait, you say if they encounter another group from a different group on the, like do they fight like how much how violent are they in within their species you know i've never seen an intergroup encountered only because where i study them there's only the one group okay. um and i'm not sure i'm trying to think if there's anything out there on published literature about actual intergroup encounters i mean the males actually do um patrol the boundaries kind of like uh chimpanzees they'll mm-hmm. get kind of like on in single file and and sometimes on the ground which is really freaky to see and okay, even my they guys pretty much did that. Ex- exclusively live in the trees yeah normally. yeah okay. so they do patrol borders i mean obviously they're not going to be too aggressive towards a female from a neighboring community because mm-hmm. she may be moving into their group anyway right um i've never read anything about what happens if m- males meet up so, my so- my guess is it could be quite aggressive so how do the females go about moving from one group to another? Like, it, have you... Have you do they leave in a- groups together? No. Or is it totally solo? Um, what we know is that it's usually solo. And again, to, there's not that many people that have studied them long enough to have recorded these instances. Sure. And often just a female disappears from your group and you assume that, one, she either moved to a neighboring group that you don't study and so you will never see her again, or that, two... She got eaten by a jaguar or something, you know. I mean, well, aren't, aren't they hopefully still, the former? Aren't well, yeah. Aren't they still hunted for bushmeat and things? In, um, in parts of South America, yeah, absolutely, mm. and maybe Central what America. What is bushmeat? I hear it a lot. But I, don't, I don't know. I've what it never means. heard that. You I mean, there are a lot of the there are a lot of jokes. I've, obviously, that we can all sure? avoid. Isn't that right ju- in front of us? But we're it's, not going to. Yeah. Bushmeat is meat. Um, taken from the wild, but specifically from animals that typically live in rainforest. Okay. Bushmeat. Bushmeat. So which countries have you done field work in? Um, all of my field work has been in Panama. Okay. So far. I'm hopefully all, all going to... Um, nope. Been to a few different places in Panama. Okay. Um, hopefully you going to, to... the whole time? Ma- no. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> But my husband sings that song all oh, the time. God. As he should. Yeah. Um, Killer tune. <laughs> and hopefully going to Mexico in December, but I don't know. It's oh, yeah. somewhat difficult getting approval to travel to Mexico and with what's going on down there right now. Oh, yeah. It is? Have you seen the kidnappings and everything, have you seen? I, but I mean, I, I, I would have thought that's just why you wouldn't want to go. I didn't think there'd be any stopping you from the government or anything. No, it's the university. Oh, risk, oh okay. Risk aversion and all of that and insurance like, stuff. And yeah, I can see how they'd oh, be like, yeah. we've invested a fair amount in this professor and maybe she shouldn't be kidnapped. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Might be pricey. Yeah. It does seem <laughs> well, it's probably some kind like- of... We also, have to like, bail her out. CSU Northridge. Like, if someone if someone sent them a tape that's like, we demand a million dollar ransom, they'd be like, uh, yeah, we can't. I don't think we can. I don't know. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Is there, um, are, are these the kind of monkey that, I'm going to show my complete ignorance here, uh, are these the kind that steal your jewelry? Are, are they cheeky guys? monkeys? Are they? <laughs> um, well, if they are really habituated to human presence, then yeah, they will get they like close and they'll try to. literal spider. There's a, the mic there. Is there? Yeah, yeah, crawling on the mic there. I don't say, oh, you're touching it. 
Scientists aren't she scared lived, of anything. She lived in the jungle. I know. Work in the jungle. It's a spider, though. That's what barely are you doing? a spider. Oh, oh, oh. Spiders only register to me when they're the size of your hand. Oh, God. Oh, God. Uh, I guess that is a New Zealand trait. No, most Kiwis hate spiders, but we'll just. Oh, God, you just. Oh, I can't believe. That's right. Yeah, she's just New Zealand because Australia's full of them. Oh, Australia's full of the look. Weirdest. They've got the, the worst deadliest ones. spider in the world. I think five of the top ten deadliest snakes in the world. We've got those saltwater crocodiles, which are huge and aggressive. Sharks everywhere. Dingoes stealing. Dingoes babies. stealing the babies. <laughs> Crocodile dundies. Adorable wallabies. Wallabies are adorable. I tried to buy one in seventh grade. <laughs> How would you get a wallaby? I want a wombat. That's the one oh, no, I want. Wombat is what I meant, not wallaby. Wombats are adorable. Yeah. Wombats, wombats are have totally the cube adorable. poops. They've got those Tasmanian devil things too. Right, right. Oh yeah. Wait, what's a wallaby? Now I gotta look up. That's what a, a small kangaroo. Smaller kangaroo. Oh, okay, I was thinking of a wombat. But you can like walk it like a dog every day. They, you know, they'll hang out with you. It'd be terrible to buy one. I. There, <laughs> How did that come to pass that you were trying to buy one? I was failing my science class in seventh grade. And everyone had to give a presentation on an Australian animal. And I thought, I'll just bring in a fucking wallaby. <laughs> so if you actually cl- present a live marsupial to the audience. Yeah. Nail it. Straight A's. Um, so I, I had it all planned out. I was seriously going to do it. Like I was like, I'm going to name him Wally. Wally the Wallaby. I'm going to get him. And, uh, <laughs> and then it's like, well, no, you can't just do you that. Just, There's like a lot you, of things involved. How, how did you even go about the research process at this point for uh, Tennessee is actually full of sanctuaries. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a, one of the biggest elephant sanctuaries in the States is in Hohenwald, Tennessee. Um, so why didn't you go for an elephant? Not an Australian. You know, I was doing oh, fine. The project the, was Australian. Oh, the project was Australian. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was doing oh, yeah. fine in elephant class. <laughs> um, that was like the next year. Yeah, Indian and African countries you had covered. Didn't need to buy an elephant. Mm. Uh, no, my seventh grade biology teacher was particularly uh, up my ass. So <laughs> it was bad. It was a bad situation. So you thought, like, what better fuck you to the teacher that's been writing you all year than yeah. to produce you a wallaby? A live wallaby. <laughs> you know, yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, quick story. Okay. So I went to school in uh, the deep south of the United States, right? Um, and the particular town is a small town called Franklin, Tennessee, which is a suburb of Nashville. Okay. To the point where all of the stuff, like, you know those arguments that happen, like, uh, you can't have a nativity scene on the courtroom or on the court lawn or something like that, because everything has the to war be on all... Christmas. Separation of church and state. Separation of church and state. The war on Christmas. The war on Christmas. Okay. Yeah. The war on yeah. Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, the war on Christmas was not happening there. Yeah. <laughs> no one cared. Kirk Cameron didn't have a battle to fight there. No, I mean, like, just Christmas trees in the classrooms. There was no one of any other, you know. So finally... Put your hand on the baby Jesus and take an oath. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, like there was no uh, agnosticism of faith happening. So when... Um, when seventh grade rolled around, they decided they kept trying to do stuff like they would try to do things to be really tolerant and appear really cool. So when seventh grade rolled around uh, before uh, winter vacation, mm-hmm. um, you got to say winter vacation, Christmas war on Christmas. Vaca- yeah. Um, before, <laughs> before it rolled around, we did this thing where it was like a special day where you would go from classroom to classroom and learn about all the different ways people celebrated the holidays. Mm-hmm. And my seventh grade teacher, because he was our black teacher, got stuck with Kwanzaa. <laughs> But he's like he doesn't care about Kwanzaa. He never even like heard of it. Yeah. He was like reading <laughs> like, from a packet while he was reading us about Kwanzaa. He's like, "This is such bullshit." I told you when Chris Burke came, the guy that played. Uh, I feel like we talked about Chris Burke. Maybe it wasn't this story. What happened? Oh, the guy fashion. that played Corky. Yeah, I know who he is. Yeah, certainly. I've got a story about him. Also, is is the reason? You have a Chris Burke story? Well, it's a secondhand story, but yes. The hardest I've ever laughed in my life 
uh, my whole life is I was in high school, and one day they said, we have a special presentation for you guys, and uh, they dragged us all into the gym, right? And they opened up, the gym had like these garage doors on it that opened straight to the outside because it was like a big, almost barn house type thing, right? Mm-hmm. So they opened up the garage doors, and in drives a Corvette. Uh, being driven by a guy with a mullet and sunglasses and then another guy with a mullet and sunglasses beside him. And on the back was little Chris Burke, the Down Syndrome kid who played Corky. Of course. What was this TV show? Life Goes On. Life Goes On. And he gets out and he's got a microphone and he starts singing Blue Suede Shoes. Um, But he doesn't have... And this is a common trait of... uh, Matt, don't bite... Let's tread lightly. Let's tread lightly. Everyone is backing away from their microphone. Well, you know what? I'm getting closer to my mic. Okay. Fuck you guys. It's very monotone singing. (laughs) So it's... it's, Life goes on. Okay. Now we're going to get some emails. That's okay. We can get emails. But listen... We're getting emails. The reason I was laughing so hard... I mean, first I was like, this is bizarre and crazy. (laughs) Now, he was only there because of community service, because of a uh, fucking cocaine thing. Yeah. Oh, my God. He didn't want to do this. So (laughs) so he goes... And he goes... You know, one for the money, two for the show, three for... (laughs) He's singing... And... So he gets out and he's given us a little speech about determination, right? Okay. But the way they get into it was uh, his two guys that he had with him that were driving. They go, Chris, do you want to talk to these kids about something? And he goes, what? And they go, it starts with a D. And he goes, my favorite movie, Dumb and Dumber. <laughs> no. And then they're like, no, Chris, donuts. Oh, determination. And then he tells us about determination. Now, none of that, I mean, that's very, admittedly, it's all very funny, but uh the reason I was laughing so hard, and this is such a typical Southern thing of patting yourself on the back, they put the special ed kids in special seats up front, uh, like which they didn't do during any other assembly. Yeah. But it was like, look what you could be one day if you like. <laughs> it you was get a horrible coke problem. Yeah, after no, being on it was the everyone. it was the weirdest, most exploitative <laughs> thing where like they would always do stuff like, and let's give a round of applause for Cody, and he'd be like the our our Down syndrome kid, you know, and like <laughs> stuff like that where everyone. What I'm saying is, okay. it was so um, pandering. It was so pandering. I've explained this all wrong. <laughs> no, no, I've pissed I, off I, I everyone totally, that's listening. I think people, but understand, everything about but, uh, it struck me as as just the most bullshit. <laughs> pat yourself on the back display of tolerance that doesn't exist. <laughs> yeah, and I well, died. I died <laughs> laughing. It's like he's he's not a he's not a great guy. What he was just the lesson had, you were meant to take away from it? Be determined. You know, <laughs> right. the the lesson you're supposed to take away is like, look. He's been. I'm all fucked up, you know. You can, you know. I sing all monotone, but if you go to Hollywood, you know, I don't know what the lesson was. It was be determined. <laughs> I think people was tried to slap speech. so many things on him. Like there is an album he put out of songs. What? You haven't heard "Eating Is Fun, Eating Is Serious." No. Okay, we gonna. I'll put up a link to "Eating Is Fun, Eating Is Serious." <laughs> you want to do an impression? I'm don't fa- leave me I'm out not, here alone. Nope. Don't leave I'm me out here alone. I'm gonna look it up on YouTube. I'm so on this, I don't have to do an impression. I'm on One this branch second. alone. <laughs> Uh, okay. I think we've broken our professor. <laughs> we have time for this, I think. Hold on a second. Yeah, put up the mic okay. just for a second. This is Chris Burke with Eating is Fun, Eating is Serious. Corky from Life Goes Corky On. Corky from Life Goes On. I'm not doing an impression. Hey, do it, do it. I got some pizza. <laughs> now listen, guys, we have to start eating healthy. But we like it. I think he did this one. Stop. Stop. I've been told you've got to eat nutritious. The 
to deal with this. I'm to eat. I have a cup and take a hello tea. So once in a while, I eat veggies and meat. That's what eating gets serious. So I assume it's these two guys that were with him. Yeah. These two like sleazy producers. It goes on like that for another sure. two minutes. I love that you've listened to that enough that you know the he words. He knows the words. Well, there's there's a guy uh, from Chunklet Magazine. You know that magazine? Yeah, um, yeah. They, the two guys involved in it did this uh, torture mixtape experiment where each one had to make a 90-minute mixtape for the other of the worst things imaginable. <laughs> and then both of them had to play them on a Walkman on a constant loop for 24 hours straight to see which person broke first. Yeah. And I think Henry Owings, the creator of Chunklet, I think his one won everything and he had that he had like a, a kazoo orchestra doing also Sprock Zarathustra <laughs> he yeah. had um, the Del Rubio triplets those 90 year old triplets doing Neut oh, yeah. Neutron Dance by Pointer Sisters absolutely there's a Calypso song by um, who was the guy in the original Cape Fear I don't know that actor I, uh, I'm sure Chris Burke did that song yeah. Yeah, at the is, school. I'm sure eating is so much fun eating is serious <laughs> eating is serious yeah, yeah. and the, oh, the kids of Whitney High doing um the insects are going to get you. You guys know all these. It's an outsider no, art. It's a okay. I, I played this. I'll I'll send out a link to that torture mixtape also on probablyscience.com. And by the way, go to that. Uh, go to our site for links to stories and um, click on shop Amazon to do all of your holiday shopping before. If this will be out before Christmas, I believe. So yeah, um, we put a link. We put links to many of our past guests' books and uh, movies, albums things like that so go to probablyscience.com and click on shop oh, amazon and we learned a cool trick about that from a listener oh also we have a link there so if you click on that link and then shop as you normally would on amazon we get money kicked back to us and a good way to do that is replace the bookmark in your browser for amazon with this link so whenever then, you go anytime you go to amazon it always goes through us anyway yep boom boom nothing again no extra cost to you and it kicks us back something uh and um we always appreciate that. We do always appreciate yeah. it. And if you're not able to donate, the other thing you can really do to help us out... Uh, um Sorry, yeah, you could do Did I even mention the donation thing? You can donate. I don't think we did, no. Yeah, you can donate on there as well on the website. Uh, that really, really helps us. But the other thing you can do is just tell your friends, spread the yes. word. Uh, that helps us a load. Let's I mean, get back to Spider-Man. Yeah, let's do it, okay. Maybe you want to buy a book How did of we get on the Frida Gallo self-portraits. My book's on there. Oh, oh tell us everything. Spider-Monkeys. Good it's title. just called Spider Monkeys? Something like that. <laughs> <laughs> good, to, good to know these you things. Learned, you learned from Darwin to keep it punchy. <laughs> um, spider Monkeys, the behavior, ecology, and evolution of the genus Atalis, or something along those That's lines. That's exactly yeah. it. It's on Amazon. We will have a link. We will have that on the gift guide if you click on Shop Amazon on our site. So it was named the genus Atalis, uh, Jeffrey St. Hilaire. Mm hmm. Because because it means imperfect in Latin because of their missing thumbs? Correct. Whoa. Oh. What happened to the thumbs? So they still have like a little nub there, but um, because of the way they locomote through the forest, they do something that's called, and when apes do it, we call it brachiation, and monkeys aren't supposed to do it, but it's what you do on monkey bars at the, at the playground, you know, when you swing underneath okay. on the monkey bars. 
Uh, nearly all monkeys would not be able to do that. They'd be crawling across the top on all fours, but that's right. something that the apes do, the chimpanzees, the gorillas, and so forth. So we should be calling them chimp or ape bars. Ape bars. Ape bars. <laughs> but spider monkeys can do that. And so they do that, and then they also use their tail, and so they, they think that the reduction of the thumb is because they're moving so rapidly through the forest and they're just kind of hooking their fingers onto a branch and then and then swinging off that the thumb would actually get in the way. I'm just picturing the, the barrel of monkeys, right? It's just Correct. Hooks, hook, hook. Yep. Little hooks. Makes sense. Are you extra good at that game because of your field of work? Um, I was when I was a kid. I haven't played in years. Uh, how do you play it? It's just a bunch of plastic monkeys that have hooks for hands and feet, I've, and I, you can only hold on to set. one of them. You can only grab one of them, and then you right. try you to link to it to it, link that one to another one, and get as long of a chain as possible. Well, without... that's how, I would just individually put them on. Well, I mean, well, you, you can do that. Boring. That's yeah. cheating. I didn't even know it was a game. I mean, I just did, thought it was a fun did toy. Did Chris Burke teach you guys how to play that game? He taught us how to play Barrel of Monkeys. <laughs> now, one would have to... I haven't seen that for a while. Do those things actually have a tail? Because if they don't have a tail, then it's not a Barrel of Monkeys. It's a Barrel Ooh, of Apes. I'm looking it up. One yeah. second. You know, Curious George is no monkey. Curious George doesn't have a tail? He doesn't have a tail. He's a chimpanzee. Yeah. He's not a monkey. It's one of the most annoying things on the face of the planet for people that know about these things. (laughs) Yeah, of course. Uh Uh-oh, I got bad news. They do have tails? Barrel of monkeys do not have tails. So it's barrel of apes? Barrel of apes. Barrel of apes. Wait, wait, let me just make sure here. Walmart doesn't have a great close-up image. They might have tiny little... Now, are spider monkeys particularly oh, they're apes. Uh, predisposed they're apes. to play things like Hurdy Gurdy, um, Organ <laughs> Grinder, things like that? No, those are capuchin monkeys, which are okay. also New World monkeys. Okay. Incredibly intelligent. You know the Friends monkey, the Marcel? Marcel oh, yeah, yeah. That kind of monkey. Um, they're the Angels Rally monkey now. I think they have a capuchin monkey. As they're, they're, but that's capuchin monkeys, typically. Okay. They're, they are so intelligent, they're scary. Wow. Really? What are you those ones, doing? Steve's? Uh, well, so I remember I have a lot of friends that study capuchin monkeys. Mm-hmm. Um, but in particular, I've been in the forest where you'll come across a group. And if it's a group that's not particularly habituated to humans, there'll be like one of them in front of you and it's keeping all your attention and you're keeping your eye on that one monkey because you don't want them to break branches and throw them at you and stuff. And meanwhile, the rest of the group has snuck around behind you and starts breaking branches and hitting you on the head with them and things <laughs> like that. So they are... And they use tools in South America. They they use stones to crack open nuts and things. So, yeah, they're going to take over the world one day. Wow. Is that where the best money on which species is going to conquer us first? Them and chimpanzees. Chimpanzees. Not dolphins? I would have thought dolphins would figure out some way to get... How the hell are they going to get out of the ocean? When chimpanzees on one side in Senegal have already been seen making spears, they they take sticks and they sharpen them with their teeth and then they go and they stab in tree holes during the day looking for bush babies and if they get one, they stab it, pull it out and eat it. Bush babies are the cutest. What's a bush baby? You haven't seen the little primate eyes? Don't they have big eyes? You didn't know what a bush meat was and there's a bush baby? Bush babies Bush babies made of bush meat. So they're basically harpooning bush babies. Yes. Terrifying. tools. And they hang out in caves during the day when it's too hot. Is that not the cutest animal of all time? That's pretty damn cute. That's cute. the fuck out of that. (laughs) Yeah, that is cute. So, you know, when you've got chimpanzees making spears and hanging out in caves, you know we're not far from Planet of the Apes. End times are are, are afoot. Well, Mm -hmm. as soon as we start seeing them riding horses, that's when I'm out of here. (laughs) An ape on a horse? Get out of here. You're going to run to the safety of the Statue of Liberty. Yeah. 
Wait, I've seen a monkey on a dog with the cowboy hat. That's pretty scary. It's <laughs> <laughs> pretty terrifying. Like a Roy Rogers. Can spider monkeys do those cowboy tactics on? Uh... I have no idea. Okay. <laughs> what is the species we always see on the um, on on dog back? Is that what you would call it if you're riding a dog? You're riding dog back. Yeah, <laughs> I guess. Well, because in America you say horseback riding, whereas Brits and I believe New Zealanders just say horse riding. Yes, we don't have to specify the region. No, because we only ride on the back. Yeah, you typically don't ride a horse anywhere else. Maybe the Americans tried different variants. Horse front, horse under. Yeah, horse behind, horse horse adjacent. I've done some horse under riding when I was a kid, where the saddle wasn't attached properly, and you go up a hill and it kind of slips under, and you're still oh there you hanging from the bottom. This is in New Zealand. This is in New Zealand. Yeah. So you came here. uh, You said for graduate school or undergrad. Graduate school. Graduate school. So you were in New Zealand for undergrad. Correct. What uh, what school? University of Canterbury. And how did you get interested in anthropology? and? In, uh, no idea. Primates? My undergrad was actually in zoology, in uh, animal behavior specifically. And I don't know, I th- looking back on it, I think it was watching um, Gorillas in the Mist. Okay. Oh, the yeah. Diane Fossey movie. Is it Sigourney Weaver, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. And gorillas are kind of like the pinnacle, you know, for a primatologist. They're the... Because they are... Because they're massive? Because they're massive they're and big. they're just so amazing and... Do you have any opinion about... I, I've read that there are people who think Coco didn't really know sign language or doesn't. Is, is Coco still alive? Coco is still alive. Apparently she was grieving uh, Robin Williams when he died. I read something about that. Yeah. <laughs> eye roll. I'll listen um, to you. Yes, there is, there's an eye roll. Yeah, there. no. Um, there's definitely a level of communication that, these, that those animals, Coco, Washo, there's a number of different ones, um, have that is impressive but it's definitely in my mind nowhere near human language and mm-hmm. they've had to go through years and years and years of intensive training for yeah. it and then part of the problem with the ones that do sign language is that there's been some criticism that um, either the the signs are difficult for people who haven't worked with them to interpret because of the differences in structures of the hands um, and also that they're just teaching them that the sign the, the the people who come in who've never seen these guys sign, who know American Sign Language, are like, I don't know what the hell they're saying. Um, and so then it's like, well, how do we really know if they're saying what the yeah. re- the researchers are saying they're saying? So That's sort of what I heard is that it all rel- it's almost like Joseph Smith's tablets. It's like, oh, only I can go look at these and then tell you what they right. say. Like there's one person who knows. But then there's Kanzi, the super bonobo, who they kind of got around that by teaching him lexigrams on a, like a computer board. So he just points at symbols oh. for things. And um, so then there's no confusion over what he's, you know, he he learns like that a square with a squiggle across it, the color green means apple. I mean, I don't know if that's what it was, but there, there are signs that in no way look like what it is that he's um, doing. Okay. So, and he, if you look up Kanzi, he's pretty impressive. Um, Kanzi, how do you, is it K-A-N-Z-I? Andy, you hate Coco. Well, I just whole, the articles about just how Coco about how so uh, Coco's handler would make new people working there show their nipples and just oh weird yeah, there's stuff. some there's some oh, there's some weird very very strange stuff going on up there. Yeah. And no, there was a thing recently after Robin Williams died that they were talking about the fact that Coco was really upset and Coco and I'm like, you know, she met him a couple of times. I highly doubt that she has this intense memory of a guy right. that she met. Right, and, and also who told her. <laughs> Patterson. Yeah. How do you convey to get money? I think would be the yeah. Like, they, how, why? How and why would you have taught the symbol for death? Or what? Yeah. Well, there is the story of Coco when her kitten died. 
so she had a pet kitten, and, and, and when the kitten it was like furball or something, and she said furball dead, Coco sad. I mean, right. you know, and that's that's getting a message across. Yeah. But again, whether or not she really signed that, we don't know. Because again, you have to rely on is it Francine Patterson or who's the handler? Uh, Jeannie Patterson. Jeannie I Patterson. Think. Mm. Okay. Penny Francine Penny Patterson. There you go. I didn't know that I had Wikipedia open. Sorry, um, but Kanzi is the one we're thinking might be. So, which what, what uh, primate species um, is the smartest? If there's a way to, I mean, I guess it's relative, or it, it depends on which, so relative, which metric yeah. you're using for intelligence. Exactly, and like, it depends on what test you use. And yeah. you know, they have the the mirror test where they get the animal used to looking at itself in the mirror, and then they kind of knock it out and then put a red dot on its head. And the idea is, is that if it wakes up and looks in the mirror and sees the red dot and does T- this touches. instead of doing that, that it has some oh, sense okay. of... So touches it, sorry, touches its forehead rather than touching the reflection. Yes, yeah. sorry, <laughs> that wouldn't have come across on radio. Um, that it has some sense of self-consciousness. Um, okay. And so chimpanzees pass that, and orangutans pass that, and I'm sure bonobos pass that, but gorillas in general have failed to pass that. And so people have said, well, you know, what's wrong with gorillas? And in my mind, it's just that gorillas are looking at the dot, and they're like, look, there's a fucking dot on my head, but they just don't point at the... Okay. You so know, they don't I mean, so the, the lack of reaction does not mean that they lack don't have the... Yeah. Gorillas are not very reactionary. They're, they'll just stare at you, you know... I saw a gorilla, uh, like, I think I was four or five mm-hmm. at the zoo, like a school trip, preschool, maybe, daycare trip at the zoo. Okay. And the gorilla enclosure was uh, indoors. It opened to the outdoors, uh, like, the, the, where we were, it was like a donut-shaped building. So you're around the gorilla enclosure, and it's this big plexiglass, you know. And uh, this kid just kept banging on the glass. And it was this big, like, silverback uh, lowland gorilla. And uh, he just looks so nonchalant over the kid. Like, you know, they're in captivity. He's, like, dead inside. He's just looking over this kid. And the kid just keeps banging on the glass and, like, banging on the glass. And, uh, and I was standing about five feet back. And then he comes over and just punches the glass so hard that the kid, like, bounces back. It was so awesome. Dude. <laughs> so it was like, you know, I mean, like, yeah, of course. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what parent lets their kid do that? I don't know. I, it was um, it was like a daycare situation, but I went to a pretty awful daycare. <laughs> it was a lot like the free clinic. It's probably run by the same <laughs> <Yeah>. lady. <laughs> There's a pattern in your life here, Jesse. I don't know. Still learning. Yeah. <laughs> Still in school. I do love, we, uh, when, we were, when Matt and I were working on Ridiculousness, there were lots of clips of little kids uh, almost being eaten by lions through glass, or lions like and trying bears. to put their... Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah there's one, the grizzly bear one too. Where at up against the glass, yeah. like thinking it can get the kid's head in its mouth. Yeah, there's wow. a really great clip, and I don't know what kind of monkey it is, but where a guy is just sat. There's there's clearly some kind of dining area in the zoo where there's glass that where there's a glass window that backs onto some kind of primate enclosure, mm-hmm. and there's a monkey that just sort of revs up, does like a double, it, like some of the best gymnastics you'll ever see. <laughs> it's like a double loop off another thing, off another rope swing, and then just slams at the glass behind the guy oh yeah i have seen that one yeah yeah yeah, yeah. it's like getting extra speed up to do its yeah there's sort of there's an acceleration thing. there's like a it's not just i'm gonna go at this guy there's a ramping up yeah yeah well uh, that stuff's absolutely amazing to me there's there's uh obviously some things that you're supposed to uh not do to encourage you know there's you're never supposed to restrain a monkey uh right that's a is that is that a thing? This website, this, what is this? this spider monkey website we're going to? It cited oh, is this one of the your trivia papers. Site? 
The Spider it Monkey trivia, trivia site? It has a trivia part. SpiderMonkeyRehab.com you're looking at? Yeah, it's like this rehab place for spider monkeys. I don't know if they have getting into smack. I don't know what their problems are. <laughs> I don't know why they're going to rehab. People want spider monkeys as pets for some weird reason, and I can't imagine anything worse than a spider monkey as a pet. Uh-huh. Is that, that's How probably come? not legal here. In it the is in some states, yeah. Frida Gallo yeah. had a lot of them. They were like in her paintings a lot. Yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah that's on the trivia. Sad. What would make a spider monkey a terrible pet or a terrible idea for a pet? Um, well, they're really cute as babies, so I can see the attraction. But when they grow up, especially if it's a male, like, mm-hmm. they're going to get aggressive. Um, they're incredibly intelligent. It's like having a two-year-old with way more strength and long arms and a tail that it can wrap around your neck in the middle of the night. And all kinds of, I mean, <laughs> I don't think it's happened. Well, no, but, okay, but I can imagine it would. Yeah, yeah. I mean, wow. it just doesn't. I mean, having any primate as a pet doesn't make any sense to me. Wild animals as pets are generally not Even a good bush idea. Babies? Even bush oh. babies. Well, they're going to be awake at night and peeing all over their hands and then walking uh, all over your face. Yeah, we already sort of have like wild animals as pets if they're just small enough like when people have like a pet rat or even like a pet hamster it's yeah. like you can't break its rodent behavior it's that when people's my hamster likes to cuddle with me no it doesn't your ha- that is You're a wild warm. animal it is shitting all over your bed <laughs> it wants to like chew wood blocks i don't know but that definite i mean you know do we ascribe too many human emotions to like Dogs and cats too, though. Well, sometimes mean, there's thousands of years of domestication that happens to something. Yeah, yeah. Like people could, I think people could certainly have chimps two thousand years from now. But, but I mean, there's now. there's the risk of if you put enough effort in. Just the know, strength. Expert primatologist. I still would not want a chimpanzee as a pet. Have a child instead. It makes more sense. And it can't tear your face off once exactly. it hits puberty. Exactly. Yeah. It won't tear <laughs> and your not face just off. your face. Did you your hear about genitals. the guy up at yeah. the... Yeah. Oh, they tear the Which junk one? off too. Is there another there one was, recently? No, it was a few years ago. The, the man and his wife, and they went up to see their ex-pet chimpanzee, for, and they took a, took a birthday cake, yeah. and they failed to share the birthday cake with all the other chimpanzees, and they got out and ripped his face and his genitals off. And one of his buttocks, I believe. And that's exactly what they would do, what male chimpanzees do in the wild yeah. to other other males from a different group. Is it to stop them from breeding? The reason they go for that the That and to kill them, yeah. Right. I guess it's just go. you go for the most sensitive areas. Exactly, yeah. And the most you tear easily off their exposed. Jaw, they can't bite you, right? Yeah. If, isn't that what they do? They tear off your jaw so you can't bite them and tear off your You guys genitals. heard uh, Bill Burr's thing about chimp attacks? No. It's like, then they get behind you, they rip off your fucking face like unmasking a wrestler. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even understand how their fingers could get purchased enough to do things like tearing off a buttock. Like, how could that possibly, unless you have How knives. could a finger get enough I'm, purchase to tear off a buttock? I mean, that's what I'm saying. Shouldn't they be engaging in Congress in the wild? <laughs> have you seen their teeth? No, they but probably I thought, weren't I using their, their fingers. I, I thought I've heard that their hands are strong enough that they can tear off Oh, well, they have incredible strength, but they also have an, uh, huge okay. canines. Okay. Maybe, maybe he bit the guy's butt off, but just seems like it's the biggest muscle in the human body. It would seem like the toughest thing the to tear off. The butt is the biggest muscle? Yeah, isn't it the sure. gluteus? Gluteus yeah. maximus. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's. But yeah. so, uh, are the most stro- the strongest spider monkeys? Uh, could I take a spider monkey in a fight? I mean, they're fast. Just right? yeah, estimating they're fast my... and that tail, and I mean, yeah, they're so significantly smaller than us. I think maybe, but you'd have but two spider monkeys might get, two would get on your back. It'd get on your back yeah, in no time. I don't time. know. I don't know. <laughs> it would do the it's leg a, lock that's thing. a tough one. No, yeah. I think all right. Spider monkeys running at you. You're in fight position. You're in karate mode. Karate mode, okay. It's running at you. I think it's immediately, like, under the legs, on your back. It's got your ear bitten off. Okay. <laughs> that's, what it, that's the easiest flappy thing from the back. You're in so much pain. In your you nose, put, you, yeah. You put up an arm. 
You know what I mean? It grabs They've that got hand. sharp teeth too. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I okay. I don't think they're very. Many I don't think it, I don't think it would take the time to like totally kill you, but you'd be severely damaged and then it would run away. Okay, so it's not a. Uh, this is not, none of these are good ideas for pets for a host of reasons, yeah. and there aren't even ones that are small enough that we can take them in a fight. That's scary. Okay, now I'm canceling my order for any primate that I was going to have as a pet. Oh yeah, that's yeah, all yeah. I needed to hear. What it's actually illegal it? here in California. All primates are. I believe so. Yes. How did those? That couple that had theirs that they didn't put in a sanctuary, did they have it illegally first? and then they um, I think that people that had them before it became law oh, you got the grand monkeyed grandfa- into, grand monkey yeah. into the... Yeah. Or maybe they had Because, you know, Michael Jackson had bubbles or whatever. Oh, yeah. that's right. Yeah. Also, mate, well, also, the ones for film, presumably the, the handlers who use them, who, yeah, the monkey actors or whatever, they presumably are handled by people with the permits, similar yeah. permits to a zoo. Absolutely. And yeah. that's becoming less and less. More and more that kind of stuff is being computer right. animated. Right. Oh, can you thankfully. imagine this, these new Planet of the Apes movies with no computers? If they had to get... <laughs> just so many deaths. If it was the just... whole crew would get killed every day. Or if it was just like Lancelot Link's secret chimp, just like comically dressed up oh, yeah, chimpanzees. Yeah. Have you seen that show? Which one's that? Lancelot Link, Secret Chimp. Nope. Oh, I feel, I'm so excited. I get to, uh, to tell you about this. Uh, it was a show in the 60s in the US where they dressed up chimpanzees in outfits and then uh, made them, I don't know how they made their lips kind of move and then they overdubbed. Probably not in a nice way. No, no. no. I mean, this is the 60s as well. But there, it was like a spy series. It was almost like an Austin Power-ish spy spoof, but all the actors are chimpanzees. And it was adorable, and I'm sure there's a lot of mistreatment that went on, but it was on Nick at Night when I was a kid, is how I became aware yeah. of it. Have you seen the movie Link? No. Is no. it related to that? So the movie Link is about this guy that has an orangutan butler. Okay. And so it's an orangutan who's dressed up as a butler, and basically he it's people start dying in the movie, and, it turn, and there's a chimpanzee in there as well. Uh-huh. But it's this really dark, kind of weird movie with Link. this orangutan is like killing people off and going crazy. And again, another reason not to have a primate. Or a and butler. Yeah. <laughs> Just in general, don't have a butler. Butlers are always the... There, it's always it's played always with the butler. butler. It's yeah. always, always the, the butler in the drawing room with mm-hmm. the... Right. Yeah, with the, with the feces and the tree bro- and the shop. Uh, now, I have an amazing story about orangutans and feces. Oh, Please yes. So, this is at out. LA Zoo a number of years ago, probably about 12, 14 years ago, when a friend of mine was actually teaching at Cal State Northridge. I wasn't there at the time. And he was teaching a class, and he took his students to LA Zoo to go and see the primates. And one of his students was deaf. We have a large deaf student community population at CSUN. And so there was an interpreter there, of course. And, you know, one of the things is that primates get freaked out when you start doing weird things with your hands. And so this orangutan was sitting there. We were outside the orangutan enclosure. And it was a much worse enclosure than it is now. Okay. Now it's netted, which might be a result of this incident. Ah. <laughs> and um, so this, my friend Sam is talking to his students and, and lecturing and the, the interpreter is signing away to the deaf student. And all of a sudden, Sam, who used to be a pretty good baseball player when he was in college, puts his hand up in front of this interpreter's uh, head, you know, like he's going to catch a ball and all yeah. we hear is this thud <laughs> on his hand and it's like a really hard orangutan turd that this orangutan <laughs> threw at this interpreter's head because she was so pissed off at him signing wow. and we were all just one amazed at Sam's reaction because you know, that was pretty impressive Cat-like. and two at the aim of this orangutan I mean it was right on the forehead and it wow. was 
I'm wondering if they were saving one up till it dried and became hard enough to be Apparently, so ballistic. It, yeah, but yeah, yeah, that's got to that that made an impression. <laughs> yeah, but now yeah, you know, now the orangutan enclosure at LA Zoo is all covered in nets from head, you know, from the top to the bottom, Just so they can't one bad and that might can't well throw. be because of that. Quite possibly. Wow. Well, it, it, probably not. But. When that happens, do you get to take that home with you as a souvenir? Is that uh, I would have. You're supposed to give it to a kid. Okay. Yes, that's, that's true. <laughs> it's the polite thing to do is give it to a kid. Um, yeah. Would you take it home and then test it for uh, for hormones? Yeah, hormones? No. <laughs> um, how can people get involved in the conservation of uh, primates in general? I know it's it's one of the most fast dwindling species. How can how can our listeners? How can people get involved with such things? We have a lot of people writing in that like want to get into it, want to do field research, you know. Uh, but no one no one ever knows where to start. Um, and you started in New Zealand, you know. How, how did? Yeah, the, I mean, I started in path? New Zealand. I have a one of my former students who I was telling you about, Natalia Reagan, has been doing some field work in Panama with a critically endangered subspecies of spider monkeys down there, and she did her undergrad at Northridge and then did her masters there with me. So it's you. If you don't want to just donate money to organizations that that work in conservation, doing an, a degree in some kind of field, whether it be anthropology or biology or zoology, um, is a good way to go. But donating time, donating money. Mm-hmm. You- it's all about money, really. It's I mean, the con- <laughs> yeah, it, it all comes back to money, yeah. unfortunately. Yeah. And not, here's a big thing you can do. When you're traveling overseas, one, or even from when you're here, don't get primates as pets Mm -hmm. because they're often being taken from the wild. And when they take the babies, they have to kill the mothers and kill half the group Uh. to get the babies. Uh, But when you're traveling uh, to places where primates live, especially in Southeast Asia and Asia, don't pay money to have your photo taken with a primate or something like that. Because again, those animals are being taken from the wild. Um, there's the whole thing on the internet right now, which has been going crazy for a while, about the slow loris. Have you seen the video of the yeah, slow loris being tickled? Yeah. Totally cute, but that animal is stressed. Um, the, uh, the pet trade in those guys is terrible. Everybody wants a slow loris, but they're terrible pets, and they're actually, they if they bite you, the bite can be poisonous. They're, oh. they're, they're like one of the only poisonous mammals out there. What's How a slow it, loris? It looks a little like a sloth, or it, it's just one of those cute things that's going around on the internet. Well, I mean... Okay, I'll let it you answer. A, it looks adorable. <laughs> They're, they are truly adorable animals, but they make terrible pets. Um, and there's this video that there's a couple of them going viral uh, that my friend and colleague, Anna Nakaris, has actually managed to get YouTube to take down a number of times oh, because oh, really? it's so detrimental I to what's going on. I have seen I've just seen one of them eating a banana, which I assume is banana. Yeah, and enough. then there's one of a rice ball as well or something. But, uh, you know, I mean... it. it if you go to places in Asia where they live and you go to markets, you'll find a bunch of them in cages in the markets being sold as pets. And they just, it, it, you know, it's, it's destroying wild populations. Wow. Yeah. So, wow. so is the one, even the one being tickled, that's that's under stress? That's a, yes, that's a, the, the, that's that, a stress that particular yeah. behavior is a stress response. Yep. Okay. All right, people, stop watching those videos. Yeah. And then if you see them, stop tickling them, for God's sakes. Why are you tickling? What are you doing? Are tickling their balls? <laughs> You're trying to go off and copulate? So when a spider monkey, a uh, female spider monkey, goes up to a male spider monkey, this isn't like the start of a joke, but okay. Uh, when a female goes up to a male, let's say tickles the balls a little, and he's like, I'm on board with this. Let's, let's throw one in there. Huh? Let's get one down the pipe. So they go behind a bush or whatever, and, um, but then they're interrupted by another, uh, by another spider monkey. You say they meet up later that day? 
with the same partner? They- I have had that. I did observe that. Yeah. So they're kind of like hey, I don't know. We don't have no idea how they're communicating. The yeah, no idea. But they clearly are. I mean, is they that the clearly table? are. Wow. Because it's they're they're meeting up in like some weird place too, and it's a wave, or they they're somehow communicating when everybody else moves away and goes, you know, down the road to the the next taco store. You know, we're going to stay behind and and get it on back here. And and again, we don't know how they're communicating that. Are they? Um are they sniffers? They sniff each other? Yes. They check each other out? Yep, absolutely. Have you, I mean, uh, surely, have you guys investigated just smell stuff? Like, hey, meet at the shitty smelling branch? Um, that's a possibility. <laughs> but all of this is happening like 40, 50 feet up in the trees. And oh, so wow, actually yeah. figuring out if that's what's going on is somewhat difficult. Yeah. You guys yeah. actually have to up. dot them, right? So. Yeah, so if we want to put radio collars on them to make them easier to find, mm-hmm. uh, or some of the technology that we're using now are GPS collars, where... The collar actually has a GPS device which records their location however often you want it to, and then you can just remotely download that data from the collar, which is pretty cool. Uh-huh. But yeah, we have to dart them. So we have a special guy who's a jungle bob who comes out from Detroit, and <laughs> he's, he's an expert in it, and um, he darts, <laughs> shoots the monkey out of the tree, and yeah, we're underneath with a, a sheet trying to catch He's got a mullet, right? No, he doesn't. Oh, damn it. Jungle Bob from Detroit, who's an expert he in is. taking down wild animals. <laughs> yes. In never, fact, never in want fact, to meet that guy. Like when, you know, when hurricanes and that hit uh, Florida and all the animals get out of the zoos and things like that, he's one of the guys that he they gets flown to. in. He gets flown in. I picture him driving an IROC and he's, he's pumping Def Leppard as he's coming down. I picture him, a helicopter landed in Florida because a tiger got out. First thing he does is take the sunglasses off, <laughs> like gets out. Uh, that's pretty yeah you know what I mean <laughs> David Caruso style and then, yeah yeah and then it goes into yep. uh, Bob no O'Reilly. I think he's got like a uh, for some reason a crossbow shaped gun that's still yes, crossbow shaped yes. for some reason um, you know catch a tiger by its tail and then just off he goes into the jungle um, I picture he's just like working just repairing cars or something most of the time and then every so often two guys in suit show up and he's like, the welding mask. we need you back. He has to take off up. his welding mask. <laughs> Getting the team back together, huh? <laughs> All right. One last you know I'm out of job. this game. <laughs> Getting too old for this shit. Did you say Christopher Smith, past guest of the show, also sometimes like has some dart skills of his Yeah, so um, his work in Ecuador, they darted. And then so when I had to go down and, and remove a collar from a female, um, I needed people on the team that, that we were only there for a week. And so I needed people that really knew what they were doing. And he hadn't been to my field site. And so, yeah, I paid for him to come down and spend a week chasing my monkeys. Chasing and darting. <laughs> chasing awesome. and darting. Yeah. Chasing and darting. So what uh, what sort of stuff is out there? What would you recommend for people to uh, learn more about spider monkeys? Um, you know, how can we... Uh, your book, obviously, we'll on Amazon. Book, we have yeah. the link up. Um, do you have anything coming up? Any lectures? Anything, anything people... Anything the public could attend? Anything... I don't have anything. Um, there's always lectures. You know, Jane Goodall's always running around the country giving lectures. <laughs> <laughs> she seems to pop up everywhere. Yeah. Is she, there a little... It sounds like there's a little bit of animosity. No, there. no, no, oh, not okay, at all. Okay, okay. No, it just seems like every week she's somewhere <laughs> okay. new. And I'm like, how does, she, how does she do it at this stage in her life? I think someone just darts her. <laughs> Catch yeah. her in a net and then she, and she wakes up reappears in Cincinnati. Yeah, I mean, she's everywhere. Um... You know, zoos often have lectures. Keep an eye on your, your local zoo. What are your thoughts on zoos? You know, if it's... I have mixed feelings. Um, 
if the enclosures are good and the animals are healthy and they seem sane, I feel that the educational value is worth them being there. Um, if it's purely entertainment, then I'm not into it. So, for example, places like SeaWorld, I, I don't support that mm-hmm. because there's little to no educational value there, whereas most zoos now... Their main goal is education. It's not and profit and conservation. Absolutely. And so I think in that situation, um, I'm fine with it. But, you know, there's still some pretty awful zoos out there. Yeah. 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 Um, what's the like? What's the next stage of your research? What's the next thing that you're going to be looking at? Or so right now out? I have a master's student who's looking at ethanol consumption by spider monkeys. So okay. there's this Ooh. hypothesis out there called the drunken monkey hypothesis, which is kind of unfortunately <laughs> named. Um, which suggests that our proclivity for drinking alcohol may stem from kind of this deep-rooted evolutionary adaptation to seeking out fruits that have fermented slightly. Okay. Um, that, that those fruits may provide um, higher caloric value, oh. that they may be using the ethanol as a smell to guide them towards the fruits, you know, any number of reasons. And so... Um, we're in the process of analysing the data, looking at um, the fruits of this one species that's a mango relative. So it's nice and juicy and sugary. And during certain times of the year, you walk out into the forest and you just smell this fermented spondius everywhere. Um, and, you know, not to steal thunder from my students' re- uh, results, but we are showing that they are consuming fruits with measurable ethanol. Okay. And that they seem to be preferring it. Now, it. Two percent, you know. So it's not it's like, like Utah, they're out there getting like trashed. But, yeah. but I have seen them behaving in a way once where I think that they had they'd been drunk. they'd hit the spondius a little too hard. But then, <laughs> but then, wow. but then, would you like? How would you tell whether they're then going for that fruit because of the high sugar value, or whether they're going for it specifically for the effect of the intoxication? Well, we don't think. But this is it. We don't think they're going that they're getting intoxicated. Okay. That, that, that it's at such low levels that this is just a standard part of their diet. Um, and that the one time that I think I saw them intoxicated was, you know, just a bit much. Um, but it's probably the root of our love for... This is what my colleague yeah. Robert Dudley says, yeah. So he's yeah. written quite a bit about it. There's a book out there called The Drunken Monkey. And again, I think the hy- the name of the hypothesis is unfortunate because it's not that they're getting drunk. It's that they're going for these very low levels, which may not have behavioral impacts but that do allow them to find the fruits more easily or that do provide higher caloric return but that might be the evolutionary trigger that turns us into drunken monkeys exactly mm. sounds like a martial art yeah the drunken oh, i'm monkey. sorry I think it's yeah, two together it, it actually when you google drunken monkey it's uh, a 2003 film that comes up it's a it's a kung fu movie <laughs> yeah. everything we google everything we google today is, is either is a, a like martial arts or a sex movie. movie yeah Ah, it's very hard to learn about science it with is. the modern modern day Google. But we can we can enjoy all these things. I'm going to go watch this movie and then buy the book. Yeah. <laughs> based, uh, based very loosely, of course. Um, well, yeah, we have to link to that on the Amazon thing. Um, uh, Christina Campbell, uh, we, can't, we can't thank you enough for coming. It was a pleasure. Yeah, thank you for yeah, having me. So yeah. much fun. Yeah, is, there a, is there a Twitter account or anything like that that our listeners can follow you on? Uh, Chrissy Atelli's. All right. Excellent. Yeah, and we'll yeah, and we'll link to that. And um, again, if you're so guys, if you're if you're heading out here to Northridge, you're heading to CSUN, Why don't you take some anthropology? You know, get in there. Listen to listen to Christina chat it up. Uh, that'd be awesome. Yeah. And uh, we we can't thank you enough. We hope everyone is having a wonderful holiday season. 
Yes, we do. Well done there. Hey. Um, as always, any questions, comments, clarifications, anything you want to ask us about, any articles you want us to cover in future episodes, you can email us probablyscience at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. You can tweet us at probablyscience. Uh, like Jesse said, we'll put all the links up on probablyscience.com as well. Uh, and, and lots of good gift suggestions yeah, on, on our shop Amazon link. Please on, subscribe on if you're not already subscribing. Buy those gifts that Andy's going to put on the link. Donate if you fancy supporting the show. Tell your friends. Spread the word. Thank you so much again to our guests. That was fantastic. And we will see you next week. Bye.